<laughs> ah, did you walk on there? Okay. All right, we're done with ukulele lesson for now. So, coming back in here, um, there are so many uh, obscure sports that get manga and anime, and I, I'm, I'm probably by looking only at the anime, I'm probably looking at about like ten percent of the different sports things. But like, there's oh, yeah, for sure. like gymnastics, Absolutely. horse racing, surfing, skating, skateboarding, uh, volleyball, girls climbing. Oh yeah, like more fishing, elementary school baseball, a a para athlete show, rugby, um, tennis. Is there a curling anime yet? Oh, there, there will be. I'm sure after the performance of the, uh, the I think was it the Japanese women's team that got medaled? Oh really? I believe they medaled. Oh really? Beijing. I believe they did. I don't. I could be wrong, but I know they were doing well. Oh. Is is uh, what it was. But I wouldn't be shocked because I mean, curling in and of itself is such an interesting sport that most people, I feel like, don't really understand the nuances. I've of been it, waiting so. for a, a curling related anime or manga for a while because it just seems so well suited to sports. Like, there's lots of room for special techniques and uh, and things like that. Yeah, I, I guess one thing that surprises and also frustrates me more is is that, especially from a country like Japan where martial arts is it's embedded in its history, I am shocked there is not more like mixed martial arts style like anime out mm. there. I mean, there's really there's what there's one big one which is Baki. <laughs> I was gonna say there's Baki, that's really and that and that one yeah. is like. Guro MMA or whatever you want to call it. It's it's I mean it's it's way over the top, but it does involve quite a lot of interesting techniques and stuff. Like it definitely goes more into like superhero level stuff, but um it's still embedded in the concept of underground pit fighting, which you know I'm super into. But like especially when you come when you th- when you think about like organized like combat sports, like it's there's really not a lot out there. Um in in, the, in terms of anime, which kind of surprises me. That's a fair point. Like, I feel like Kendo gets into shows and stuff a lot, but it's never like a Kendo show. It's always oh, yeah. a show where someone does Kendo. Yeah, and I don't think you can use the rationale that, oh, because everybody in Japan sees Kendo and knows what it is, but like freaking everybody in Japan knows what soccer <laughs> and baseball are, and we are flooded with shows about those two sports. Yeah. So... I don't think that that argument holds any water, but yeah, just to me, especially because um, there's definitely uh, a lot of of combat related manga out there that I really like, and none of it really ever gets adapted, which is really a shame. What are some of the manga manga things we can have discussion of? That well, I... the, the for me, the out of the number one, um, I would say I, I would call it mixed martial arts manga that just would do so well as as an anime is one called Teppu and it's really interesting it's about um it, it's about women's mixed martial arts which is you know even a, another kind of more niche i guess uh like element of it like obviously there's all, there's many many competent oh. um, female mixed martial artists now and you know a lot of people know about it now but it's still you know gets way less coverage than the men's but it's about a a high schooler who initially 
is not like into martial arts at all. She just is, she's super tall and she happens just to be really good at all the sports. And so all of the sports teams at every school she goes to always are harassing her to join them as like a ringer. And she kind of gets over it. But she happens to be walking by the gym and sees um, sees some girls grappling. And she's like, the hell is this? And she gets basically dragged in and thinks, oh, this this will be easy because I'm so athletic. And one of the girls is like a really talented um like 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 grab like Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner and she ends up getting uh the main girl gets up getting submitted and that kind of lights a fire under her she's like no I need to like be able to beat her in the sport and so she basically goes deep into to MMA like and actually like joins you know like sanctioned fights you know in in cages and stuff and you don't really see that in anime ever let alone manga so I would say my number one recommendation for anybody at all interested is to is to check out Tepu Looking at pictures right now, it looks cool. cool. I wonder why you don't see that. Like, is that a broadcast standard slash PTA censorship thing? Or... There's so much yeah. violent anime out there, though. Like, if violence is yeah, the only that's rationale, the thing that makes like, it feel weird. If you can air Grappler Baki, like Tepu isn't even remotely, you know, as close to to violent. So, and that's the thing I like about it. It's it's super realistic too. Like, it actually talks about real techniques in mixed martial arts and. Um, I, I would love to see it animated well. Like, I would love to see one of the, you know, the, the, the top tier studios, like, take a crack at it. Because maybe that's why people balk on it. Because, you know, fighting is always very difficult to animate. Mm-hmm. In, in, like, in like a sense of, you know, you, you want to try to recycle stuff but at the same time. You don't want to recycle too much of it. And, you know, and uh, I mean, there, you can, it can be done. But it, it's, it's tricky, too. Because, like, Ippo, like, Hachiman Ippo does a great job of extending moments right like there's moments and so many ep- moments in epo where you know fractions of seconds to seconds take minutes <laughs> of you know like monologuing and like strategizing and you know the whole bullet time slow down thing like they do that all the time and it's a common practice right in a lot of sports but epo i feel like has mastered doing it i mean that show is, is super awesome so you know i i feel like hajime epo is probably like the gold standard of like combat anime out there like traditional combat anime i mean i prefer uh, bucky myself but that's definitely less sporty and more just over the top for animation quality they've i've seen more um more rotoscoping in recent days um which is kind of a shortcut to fluid animation but you know i'm fine with it i'd prefer that over having bad animation um like uh i've been watching um the salaryman club um baruriman the badminton show and they do a lot of that they have a lot of um, really fluid um badminton scenes and they they basically rotoscope most of it and it looks really good um so if people need to do it cheaply there's there's that um on on the japanese side of things uh did you know that gonzo made a sumo show is this neo gonzo or old gonzo like is this a new sumo show because I know there's that Shonen Jump thing. Um, it it was um, I didn't actually write down the name of it. I just like I found it and watched it. It was uh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, Hino Amaru Zumo. Wait, Gonzo uh, made that? Was, really? Yeah, oh. I think yeah. It was twenty twenty eight uh, October twenty eighteen to March okay. twenty nineteen. So that's is that that must be based on the jump thing. 
Uh, I that think was so. one that I'm surprised to, uh, it took them that I'm long to put out a right. sumo manga. Like uh, maybe there's been others before, but I've never seen it before yeah. this one. There were none to my recollection before that one. I, my understanding is this one got canned after not. I mean, it, it it made a good run, I guess, good enough to get an anime, but um, didn't last super long for a jump series. So I want to. Uh... I want to have people talk about some of their favorite manga or anime from from sports things, whether it's an arc, an episode, a opening, a closing, something that they they think is just awesome and people should should check out. We will start with we'll go with Sam first. Um, I've name dropped a couple of things throughout. Uh, One outs was really good. Um, it good luck trying to find it. Um. Yeah, I recommend it if you can find it. Um, I will call out, um, especially my uh, manga haiku is probably my favorite, um, but I, I know Nick has a lot to say about that, I'm sure. Um, but one that's <laughs> probably unique to me amongst all of us is Major. I watched all of the Major anime. I haven't watched S2, um, but Major, I remember I was interested in Major because um, we went to AX, like, what was it, like 2003 or four or something like that? And we were in the director's panel, and somebody asked them, like, oh, if you could direct uh, anime of anything or whatever, what what would it be? And they all said Major, Um Oh, yeah. I remember I like, this. Huh, okay. So when that came out, I watched it and I was hooked, man. It's it's a really good um sports anime. Uh don't hold it up to something like uh Haikyuu, which is done by like top level anime studios, but in terms of Well, I mean the total number yeah. of episodes can't compare, right? Major is Yeah, hundreds, it's like seven right? seasons. Uh it's it's a lot um but it's the in terms of like the drama of the the, the it's like a, basically the summary of the 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 premise is this guy is the son of a famous japanese professional baseball player who in like the first episode his dad um is hit with a pitch um in the head and he dies uh overnight from the pitch from getting hit um and this kid um, basically grows up still wanting to play baseball, and he basically wants to be the best um, baseball player ever, um, best pitcher. Um, that's right. His dad was a pitcher, and he couldn't pitch anymore, I think, and then he became a hitter instead. Um, anyways, it, it's basically it goes through his whole life um, from through elementary school um, where his main challenge is that the team he's on sucks. Um, all the kids are really bad at baseball and he has to basically bring the or the whole team has to basically get up to par and it goes all the way through to him um playing in the u.s major leagues uh eventually you know like having a family and then s2 is about his son which i haven't checked out yet but yeah it's it just ticks all of the boxes um but unfortunately it's like a zillion episodes long so um Nobody is going to ever license it, um, and the Japanese discs are super expensive. So, once again, you're kind of on your own for 
<laughs> finding that somehow. Do none of the streaming services? No, carry they it? have S2, the new one, but I haven't seen any that have the huh. old one. Um, but I certainly would love it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll, if there's more time, I may plug some other stuff, but. Uh, maybe for huh? this segment, we can round table it where we each just rattle off on one and we just, we can kind of just keep taking turns. I say, say what? I missed that. Oh, sorry. I was thinking maybe for, for this segment, we can, uh, each just, uh, pick one title and then, you know expand on it and then uh we can just keep going around yeah, and sure. taking turns while to to kind of just let each of us have a chance to you know talk yeah, about I'll our favorite stuff yeah. all right next next up will be mike uh i'm really racking my brain because honestly sports is a genre that i've barely watched anything in at all like i have to go all the way back to princess nine oh man <laughs> yeah I think the only sports that's a, that's show a great I show. own. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I may own one or two others, but not many. Yeah, that was a great show. I remember really liking that one, and uh, I think everyone watched yeah, it was like, yeah, the show's like really good. Part of that is that it was like one of the first sports shows to come out here, because my impression from people who actually know sports shows who've watched it was, eh, it's fairly average but I think it made an impression because we mostly didn't get sports shows here back in the day. It wasn't because they didn't make them. Yeah. They, for the, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. America was like, nobody would touch sports shows. And I think because historically um, sports shows were like major, they were like hundreds of episodes long. So like nobody wanted to get into that. And plus I don't think they thought the market didn't care about it. Yeah, that started to change, but I feel like it's only really, really changed with streaming where we started to get everything, even more of the stuff that didn't used to get licensed. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot more of that is coming out lately, and I think, yeah, because the distribution all that stuff is cheaper, frankly. I think that um, may be so... why you're we're surprised to realize that there's actually more or as much sports as isekai is because even though it, you know, it's always been there in the background and probably always to about the same proportion, but we just never used to get it before. I would credit part of that maybe with yep. that, that series tend to be shorter. I know the sports still tends to run long, but like, I think there's a lot more appetite. Series in general run shorter yeah. now. So yeah. Yeah, so you can make a 12-episode show about girls' rifle shooting. <laughs> yes. Which they did in in fall of 2019. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was probably animated pretty well. Um, I will go with uh, I'll go with my first of the, the round-robin recommendation, and I'm going to go with uh, Hajime no Ippo. It's, it's really great. I started watching it again. Um, it's from, if you want a, a selling point, it's basically from the same crew that did Trigun. That was really the show they went and did after they did Trigun. They did it. so it's same same director, same animation studio, same uh, same composer did Hajime no Ippo, and it's it's fabulous. Like the opening song for at least the first opening song. I forget the other ones, but the first opening song is just so darn catchy that you just like it just gets stuck in your head, and then you oh, go yeah. down your gym and you just want like awesome. you just want to shadow. 
you just want to like shadow box for like 45 minutes. And you want to become a professional boxer because it's, it's great. Uh, I've been um, needing to watch Epo forever. I picked it all up or at least all that Jenny on had released and when they were doing their going out of business closeout sale and I still haven't watched it. What is it now? 15 years <laughs> later? Never too late. Well, they did follow up. They did a follow up series too. Like, well, I mean, even those are not new anymore. Those are probably closing in on 10 years old. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think it's just a fabulously fun, well done show where you're always rooting. And it's also when I think it meets all those things, it makes you want to do it. And then like, as you watch the show, you feel like you learn more about like boxing and the subtleties of it and techniques and different terminologies and, and why things happen certain ways. And, um, yeah, it's really, uh, really well done. I'll pass it on to Nick for his first round Robin recommendation. Well, I appreciate Sam for leaving Haikyuu to me because I'm yeah. sure we could both talk about it at at length. We, I know we mentioned it in the in the manga one, but I'm going to approach this from the anime perspective because Sam, I don't think you've actually watched the anime. I've seen like right? two episodes read it. of the anime. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I've done. I, I've I, I'm I'm a hybrid. I primarily I've watched all of anime that's currently out, um, and then read read manga to finish. But IQ, it, there's a reason why I think it's like the probably the most popular sports show right now. I I mean that's I I don't know if that's anecdotal, but I feel like when most people, you know, you talk sports anime, but most people IQ is usually mm-hmm. something that comes up because it's animated super well. Um, it's it, it checks off all, all, every box that we talked about on top of having actually really intriguing character yes. development. Not just with the main character or, or even character. Well, I don't know. Kageyama doesn't really ever change. <laughs> but, um, but really, he really doesn't. He's basically the perfect player from the get-go, and it's just him getting improving his skills. But uh, from, but Hinata, like, you just see his growth as a person and as a player. Like You see him mature literally throughout the entirety of the series in a really you know organic and relatable and likable way and then i think the thing i like about it is that somehow they managed to to make the show feel really grounded like it's you know the the stuff that the players do some of the some of the stuff is a little bit far-fetched uh being a you know i'm not like a professional but i played volleyball in high school and i would say that only really a a couple of things that are talked about are pretty far-fetched for high schoolers to do but otherwise everything that's done is basically like you could expect to see at like a high you know caliber high school like state level high school and you know if they're supposed to be a competitive team then that's basically the level of competition they should be my 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 favorite i want to say uh, my favorite um technique i would guess is um hebino with their um basically like what would you call it no heavy yeah sorry yeah no heavy yeah where they're like um what would you call it? They're like juicing the refs, like um... <laughs> juicy. Yeah, they basically yeah. play to the refs and have the refs. For con- yeah, that's pretty. That's pre- that was pretty funny. They were supposed to be like yeah. the slimy team, the dirty play team. So, which was it was an interesting take. But in volleyball, it's not a contact sport. So it's hard to play dirty in volleyball. But they somehow found a way to to uh, adapt that, which I I thought was yeah. pretty comical. So, yeah, I love that. But what I was where I was going was. Um, while the show is still super grounded, during the matches, they make everything... They do, It's written and, and presented so well. It makes it feel 
ridiculously high stakes every time yes. they're in a game. Like the intense during the game, intensity level goes through the roof, and it feels like the players are playing life or death. Yes. Like you know, which is really interesting how they can have you know play both sides. It was typically there's like a lot of extreme sports out there where everything's super high stakes all the time, and it's like you know in you know in this desolate world, you know the only way to survive is to become a a a, 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 a boxer <laughs> or something like that. But in Haiku is all grounded in reality, right? They're high school kids. You see a fair amount of their, you know, normal day to day, and then when they practice, and then you know, come game time is when it's high. It, it feels super high stakes, and um, yeah, it, the, I don't think I think it sets the bar super high. I, don't, I think it'll be a, a long time before another sports series can really check all the, you know, be a ten out of ten, you know, nine out of ten, ten out of ten on all these dimensions just, like Haiku. Just the was way for a lot the of way people. that they. Um they incorporate the players like i know this makes it sound cheap but um their their personal struggles like you feel the weight of like the seniors how it's like uh if i don't win this or whatever then you know like i've kind of wasted or you know i'm holding the team back like all, all these different feelings they all have um stuff they're going through it's you really feel it um it it comes across really genuine and it's not just like uh i don't know just a thing that's there to to pad the plot out like it and it impacts the games right like how these peoples are are feeling about all this yeah for sure it's it's really powerful um uh yeah it just it's so good (laughs) Yeah, and the the other thing I really enjoyed about it is it's it does it doesn't fall into the typical trappings of you know of like tournament arcs where every single opponent gets harder and harder and harder. It's 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 more based in reality where there is going they, there are tournaments they go to where they literally steamroll some of the teams because they just you know have been were better prepared and were a better team. And I like that. Um, it it makes it makes it feel more high higher stakes when they actually do come across that you know in the finals or the semifinals when they're playing against you know alba josai or when they're playing against mm-hmm. shiratorizawa like you you feel the weight of them getting to that point and you know i mean season three is literally all of season three is just a, a singular match yeah and you know season three might be my favorite um it was you know the intensity of it was in my opinion match like my adrenaline literally spiked like during like intense portions of of that season because it was just so well done. So, um, but yeah, enough about me gushing over Haikyuu. Uh, I think anybody, whether you like basketball, volleyball or not, give it a chance. Um, it's uh, not just, it's the sport is a heavy element of it, but really they do a really great job of, of developing a lot, a huge roster of likable characters. So, yeah, I watched the first uh, seven episodes of the anime and yeah, it's pretty good. They definitely have some, really cool animation segments and things in there where you're like, oh, that's pretty disgusting looking and um, very interesting character designs and, and look stuff there. So yeah, I'm definitely one of those ones I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep watching this one and watch another episode every week or so. The other great thing about the show or, you know, in the manga is um, and part of the reason it's so popular is it has a huge female following. Um, huge. <laughs> yes. So like... Um, it's a great series for women too. Um, read it and see if you like it or watch it or whatever. Like it's 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 great. 
It's great. Read it, watch it, both. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's good in all forms. Yeah. All right. So we'll go around. We'll take a. Uh, we'll take another one. I'll try and give this one a focus. Like, what's your what's your most recommended like obscure obscure show of sports based show manga thing? Something that you would suggest? Um, because I I'll give I'll, I'll go with mine. Then I'll give folks a chance to think. Um, and I'm going to go with Burning Kabaddi. I'm still, uh, it's like 12 episodes on on Crunchyroll. I'm on like episode four, but it's great. I think it, it checks off all those boxes, which is like, uh, it's just, it's a fun show. The animation is not spectacular, but it's fun. It totally makes it, it's like, oh yeah, it's this totally completely obscure sport. And that like the team they're trying to put together, like don't, doesn't really have enough people for it but you really feel like you kind of like learn about the sport as you watch it in a fun way. It's got all sorts of like, not all the time, but like sometimes it has like kind of like fun homoerotic overtones <laughs> where like a gym teacher watches, walks up and they're talking and you know, like in the gym, they're like, no, you have to like touch him. No. And then get away. But no, he, Oh, he grabbed you really good. And, uh, <laughs> it's really done fun. Like the main character is, was a, uh, like a super scouted soccer player and he's decided that he hated it. Um, and then he gets, he basically kind of walks into like this gym and he kind of as, uh, was being described for that, uh, the Tepu, the women's MMA show, he kind of walks in and he's like, Oh, I'm totally going to destroy you people. I'm so good. And then he ends up getting, getting schooled. He's like, all right, this, that's not cool. You guys can't school me. I, I have to be the best. Um, and it's really, uh, it's a way, way fun. It's a way fun show. So that's a, a completely obscure sport and anime that I, I think is a a great example of a, a good sports show. Um, with that, I will go, I'm going to go with Mike for suggestions for something that you think is a sports thing that you would suggest that is fairly obscure. Yeah. Do you mean like an obscure sport or an obscure show? I'm not sure either. I have a good answer for either, but um, either, either one. Uh, well, on the I guess kind of obscure show at this point, and I'm not sure I'd recommend it. I'm watching one from the early '90s called Future GPX Cyber Formula, which is essentially racing in the future, but it's animated by Sunrise. It's okay. I mean, it's you know early '90s Sunrise TV, so. Okay, so we've got obscure future racing, future racing thing with a ridiculous name done from the early nineties. I think that definitely qualifies. Yeah, basically, out the it's box. like race cars that have edged almost toward F zero styling, and they're all equipped with computer support systems called cyber systems. I'm not the main characters talks to him, so it's kind of like if you know Kit from Knight Rider is your co pilot in a racing show. <laughs> though I'm not totally clear if the other characters' cars also talk to them or if his is just that much more advanced, because it is supposed to be that much more advanced. But he's a 14-year-old kid who gets <laughs> whose dad designed this car, and then his dad disappeared, and he somehow or other gets locked in as the sole pilot to the car because of some security system or something when he's asked to drive it to the race, something like that. I forget. The first episode was a long time ago now. But anyway. Believe it or not, Mike, you're actually selling this show to me on premise alone. 
So yeah. So, so giant, giant you know, robo make, slash cars slash neon yeah, genesis he makes, Evangelion. you know, a bunch of mistakes at first, gets overconfident. Like, he's honestly hated cars, I think, because his dad designed them and his dad was so busy with work. So he got really into bikes instead. But so then he gets stuck as the lead team driver of this racing team. And because the car won't let anyone else drive it for Again, whatever contrived reason, and um, so you know you have your sports stuff of him learning to sports slash tournament stuff of him getting cocky and then learning to check himself through some losses and some wins and going up in stakes. Um, so it's not bad. I just am not sure I'd say it's amazing. It's a pretty solidly mediocre show to me. And I'm still a few eps from the ending, like five or ten, so I haven't seen all of it, so maybe the ending delivers. <laughs> People in my vintage anime Facebook group seem to have fond memories of it at the time, which is what got me thinking about it when my friends and I was watching another car show with finished that and then just decided to throw this out as another car show for the hell of it. Okay, well that that definitely checks off my boxes there. That that works. All right, we'll go back over to Sam. Um, in terms of obscure sport-ish thing, I mean we already kind of talked about um, Chihaya Furu, the Karuta anime card game thing. Um, it's actually very good. I think I already said that when I plugged it, but uh. Yeah, I I think if you lean if you enjoy um shoujo stuff at all um or you know stuff with a little bit of a romance bent to it um you would might enjoy Chihaya Furu uh but it's like <laughs> it's like the opposite of um some shoujo where like shoujo's usually like the girl is oh hope senpai notices me uh, and all this stuff but in this one there's like two guys who are going after the girl and she's just like, I only care about sports, or, you know, <laughs> Karuta in this case. Um, so she's totally oblivious. Uh, it's it's amusing in that way. Um, yeah, I don't... I think I said most of the other stuff there. This is just all the crazy uh, antics between the characters and uh, special attacks and whatnot uh, that make a good sports show. So yeah. Oh, sorry to butt back in, but one more thing about Cyber Formula that came to mind that probably struck, you know, was meant to be super awesome if you're a 14-year-old kid who's into cars and future as an idea, but to me screams dystopian hellscape, is that they've turned the Grand Canyon into a massive racetrack and one of the arcs takes place there. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that totally sounds like something they do in F Zero. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very nineties too. Oh yeah, I, I did want to paint the world. Um, I I did want to squeeze one other in there since I I talked about the Cardito one earlier. Um, I don't believe I mentioned much about this one when we talked about manga. I found that there's an F one racing manga. Um, that's published in English. Um, you can get it at emanga.com um, you can buy a digital version that you actually get a pdf that you can own which is pretty rare um 
uh, I, I'll just read to you this um, blurb from the back of, I think, Volume 9. It says, Returning to England to race again, Gunma comes face to face with his new rival, Jesus Christ, who succeeds <laughs> in proving that he has godlike powers of foresight and continues to avoid troubles on the track. So uh, I saw that and I bought Volume 1 instantly. Um, I haven't read it yet. But... <laughs> So God is my racing rival, not my co-pilot. Is that what you're saying? I guess so. <laughs> so it's 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 taking it's taking the phrase Jesus take the wheel literally. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's got to be good stuff in there. Uh, I did I did read like a bit of the first chapter, and um, he like races with a tractor um, to run some guys off the road um, in the very beginning. So it seems like it starts in a good place. Wait, Jesus does or the main character? Oh, the character main character, does? Gunma, is the main character. And yeah, he races a uh, tractor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fabulous. That's the reason why you have manga, so you can have ridiculous things like that. Yep. Uh, Nick, what's your obscure recommendation? Um. I think I'm going to dig deep into the 90s well as Mike did. Uh, I'm not even. I'm pretty sure Mike's seen or at least heard of, heard of this, and I'm. I wouldn't be shocked if the if uh, Sam and Dylan have as well. But my recommendation would be Metal Fighter Miku, oh. which oh, yeah. I believe was in somewhere in like the early 90s, early mid 90s, probably like in the 90, 93, 94 range. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched it, but. Um, quick explanation. It's basically about a circuit of, uh, professional rest, women's professional wrestling, but not just normal professional wrestling. It's professional wrestling in like power suits, basically. Hmm. So, okay. I'm actually intrigued <laughs> by this. I've heard the name, but I've never, oh, I'm, seen I'm shocked. You have, I'm, sh- I'm, sh- yeah. I'm shocked the wise Mike hasn't even watched it. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's probably a pretty mediocre show if i rewatched it now but you know um memory is a hell of a, a focusing <laughs> i'm sure lens. it is but i have so, a soft spot for mediocre 90s shows <laughs> it's it's about the most mediocre 90s show you're gonna get it has uh it's it's really really cool i remember the art being very like you know archetypal likable 90s art um one thing i did like about it also is that like even though it was done in the 90s um it wasn't like, and it's based around women's wrestling, which you think, uh oh, you know, that's, that's like a <laughs> red flag. Yeah, but no, actually, uh, for, if I recall, like very few, if any, of the characters are like sexualized at all. Like the suits aren't actually like they they actually kind of look pretty practical. Like uh, I don't know if you guys can come look up images later, but um, and and they go through um, you know, training arcs and. It's like a team, so it's like a, a it's like I think a team of four for each, and they basically do um, like a, a, a like a Pokemon style like elimination thing where you know like uh, player one from each team plays it fights against player one, and you know you you keep going until uh, I think I could be wrong. I don't remember the exact details. Yeah, it goes to show how much I remember. Right? <laughs> but it it's. Uh, it's it's yeah it's very 90s it's very watchable and it's very unusual because i mean there's not a lot of pro wrestling stuff out there even though pro wrestling in japan is massive i feel like when it comes to anime pro wrestling stuff is dominated by king nikoman uh ultimate muscle oh yeah um i mean that that goes back ages right i mean that that's iconic 
but uh, yeah, like that and Tiger Mask are the two that come to mind. Yeah, Tiger Mask is definitely the other. Um, and then there was the one that came out quasi recently. I think it was Green Saga. Is that wrestling based? No, or am I, am that's I, a fantasy no, thing. Is, oh, I, I can see why you would think that with the, with the guy with the like leopard head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he look, I'm not, not going to lie. I'm like, oh, he looks like King from Tekken. That must be wrestling really. <laughs> right. It's a good guess, but no. I, I do want to say this um, Metal Fighter Miku thing came out in 94, I guess. And this description on, um, I'm assuming, is the production company that made it. Their description is, in the year 2000, uh, <laughs> says, with, and with the new century comes a new fad. Female wrestling is the hottest sport to hit the scene. So uh, they were... Well, they may have been a little late on that, but as far as, like, the friends that I know who follow pro wrestling, they are all getting really into Japanese women's pro wrestling right now. Yeah, it's pretty popular. I just thought it was funny that the future was... It's like a a 13-epper, so it's, you know, not, not a big commitment, and there's... It's pretty contrived, but yeah, it's it's unusual. I don't think there's a lot out there like it. Um, it's borderline sports, probably. I mean, it's it's. I mean, wrestling is sports entertainment, right? But in this show, they treat it as like a real sport. Like they're not the fights aren't rigged or anything, as far as I remember. So yeah, I'd um, actually be honestly more into like a wrestling show about wrestling as sports entertainment and the behind the scenes, but I feel oh, like, like industry. I feel like that's kind of a tab. Yeah. yeah. I feel like talking about the re- like the like the ins and outs of wrestling is still a big taboo like in the industry. Yeah, it'd like, be you sort really of like a magic show about, about being a magician. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So here's a here's a sports thing that was brought up a long time ago. Um like I'm curious when they're gonna make a manga or anime about like, and maybe they have, but about like esports stuff and like the world of esports, where it'll be like people competing at fake StarCraft two. I don't think so. Mm. I, I I I believe that um, the isekai MMO genre has ruined that possibility. <laughs> mm. You'll get um, people like in VR. Or yeah, whatever, the closest you'll get. I think it's mm. because in specifically in Japan, esports wasn't even like recognized as a a career, like a monetizable career until very recently. I want to say like 2012 or 14 or something like that. Um, and the only reason I know is because I'm a big fighting game head, and you know yeah. most most of the best a lot I should say a lot of the best uh, fighting game players out there are from Japan and. It wasn't until, you know, tournaments, a Street Fighter 4 came out and tournaments were, you know, starting to pay out significant chunks of money that like monetizing through tournaments was a thing. And for the longest time in Japan, it was illegal to have cash prizes for video game tournaments because it was considered to be gambling. So the prizes always had to be like, it had to be prizes like games, you know, uh, uh, like like DVD players, things like that. So you couldn't ever monetize it. But with a big push from a, a coalition of of very like high high level Japanese fighting game players. They basically made like a uh, a program, a government licensed program to basically certify people as professional gamers, and then you can actually be paid a salary, oh. legally be paid a salary in Japan. I don't remember what it was called. Um, as spearheaded by Momochi, who was like one of the best Street Fighter players in Japan. That's but interesting. I think I think because it's still such a new 
concept in Japan that it's probably not going to creep up. Like there, there are, there are a few things out there that are gaming related that borderline can be sports. Like, uh, um, I mean, this one, this one, I don't recommend it, but like arcade gamer Fubuki was came out in like early 2000. <laughs> this show's te- it's terrible. It's, it's, it's yeah. a horribly horrible show, but it is about competitive like video gaming. So, you know, that, that, yeah, came, that, that came was out like, what came to mind i feel like there have to be manga about it yes there's actually a manga about the uh the life and and the the the, the early years and the competitive life of daigo umehara <laughs> the beast. who is fam- who is famously like probably the most famous street fighter player in all history um if there was like a street fighter hall of fame he'd probably be like the first inductee he's like you know in in fighting games he's ubiquitously recognized as you know one of the all-time greatest and yeah so a, a writer and a, an artist approached him with the with uh like the idea of of making it basically doing an autobiographical manga and he was like yeah let's do it so and it's out there it's it's out there somewhere so um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, esports in Japan in general is still really, really niche. So I just don't see, unless somebody's super passionate about it, I don't see like a manga. Well, I mean, there might actually there might be. Oh, there's manga about people, but I don't see anime being made about it in the near future. I feel like licensing might be a problem for anime. Well, it doesn't have to be about a real game, right? Like just a fake one would be enough. Oh, I mean, like uh, licensing, I think has gotten a lot more. I think it's gotten a lot more flexible. Like, if you look at high, uh, it's not really a, a sports show, but high high score girl like uses all sorts oh, yeah. of licensed games. That's right. Yeah. Like the credits, the end credits of that show like shows like a dozen companies. Like you see Capcom, Sega, Arc Systems, like all these companies' games are in there because it's basically just a love letter to all of the you know cool arcade games of yesteryear. So. Yeah, we are running out of time, even on this extended double split episode because apparently there's a lot of sports so i will take uh one last pass around if anyone has something else i want to add and then we will we'll call it here um so i will start and pass the mic to mike anything to add trying to think i'm on the fence i honestly at some point need to see aim for the ace just because i've heard that essentially gunbuster is so directly taking off out from it in the first half particularly but that's, i've never uh, actually a- ace. seen it so that's the you're talking about the ace onarai the uh women's yeah. tennis show from the late 70s mm-hmm. i mean even the title is kind of in homage right because to is top 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 so it's aimed for the top versus aimed yep. for the ace so it's like paying homage to that But I can't yeah, a, actually recommend it because I haven't seen it. But that leads to the, I guess, is Gunbuster a sports anime question? <laughs> it starts as one. I mean, there's a coach. <laughs> oh, is that all? <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> so save, saving saving the world from aliens is now a sport. Ender's Game. Duh. I mean, that's... The game. That's it's it's made as a game. It's, it's in the title. All right, I'm going to pass on that one, and we'll, we'll go we'll go to Sam next for any any last uh, thoughts or anything. You want um, to I guess I'll drop a couple things. Uh, I Shield Twenty One. Um, I read that manga like forever ago. Um, super entertaining. Um, um, 
It's uh, One Punch Man, the thing he did before One Punch Man, before he was famous, really, um, the thing that got him famous. The, um, amazing art and uh, good sports drama stuff in it. Um, yeah, I recommend it. I've heard good things about it. How does it treat American football? Like, does it treat it as the <laughs> odd sport where you have to give an introduction to everything? Uh, it, yes, but also it's like super powered. Like, the main character runs at like lightning speed. So it's it's like, it's not real. It, it's real football, real American football, but like not really because, you know, people have special powers and like what is it the um Himura the so has a like machine gun like any other sports anime then <laughs> no 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 well, this is way farther over the top than most sports anime um but it's it's still entertaining and it still fits the sports anime mold um i i will at the other end of the spectrum recommend um we mentioned this earlier but ping pong the anime um oh yeah and, and also i'm sure the manga but i haven't read it but um Oh boy, why do I always forget this guy's name? The guy who directed it, um, Masaki Yuasa. Yeah, here we go. Yuasa directed it, um, and it's just fantastic animation. Um, the story, it's also fantastic. Um, it's an adaptation of a manga. Uh, highly, highly recommended. It's just another short twelve ep thing. Definitely sports, but also so much more. All right, we'll pass to. Nick, for a uh, any last thoughts? Um, I didn't really have any last thoughts per se, but I I guess I'll throw out one more. Uh, I won't say recommendation, but I do have fond memories of this. I I would be astonished if any of you even have ever heard of this. It's called uh, Bakso Kyodai Let's and Go. Um, it's hmm. a manga adapted into anime in the mid '90s to early 2000s. I think it ended in like 2000. Um, it's about a pair of brothers named Let's and Go, so Let's and Go, and <laughs> they um, they compete in a sport uh, called mini four wheel drive. So basically, they race. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if these exist in the U.S., but they're, in Japan, they're like these slot car things where oh. you make these tracks. Uh-huh. And you know what I'm talking yeah, about, slot right? Cars, so, yeah, and then yeah, and then you 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 basically. Uh, build you build the car you know the tracks you you build the tracks and you also build the cars and there's like you know modular parts you can put on like you can put on different tires and different frames and stuff a lot of japanese kids play with them growing up that's why they yeah. turned it into a manga to monetize it and uh it's about like a group of kids traveling around as teams competing against it and they it's 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 not good i (laughs) i I wouldn't say but it's ridiculous because it's a bunch of literal like you know eight and ten year olds you know racing you know toy cars in these and and the courses are preposterously large they're like miles and miles long like real racing track length almost and they they treat it so high stakes when it's literally they're just you know racing their toys, but I don't know for some reason I have fond memories about it, so I thought I'd bring that one up. I just um, looking at pictures I, of this, I, I, and their ears are enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I would be shocked if uh, anybody licensed this ever. I didn't know that they actually made more of it, even uh, even quasi recently. So maybe I'll maybe I'll try to dig that up. But it looks oh, wow. like uh, 153 eps <laughs> in three years. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So so yeah, that's uh, that's 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 going to be my my last random recommendation for sports air quotes. 
Okay. And I will finish out with nothing to add because burning kabaddi is just, it's a double recommend. It's so good. And it makes your kabaddi burn as, as deeply as it can. So uh, with that, we'll say thanks for listening or listening twice. And until next time, this is AMO Kenzoko saying Saraba. Saraba.